0: Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the, to the cast. Uh My name is Sam, and I seek death. Um, I think that's the second time I've said this this month. Yeah, why, why are you upset? We
1: watched an amazing movie this week. Like, I'm, I'm amazed we all got on board with this. We unfortunately had to watch it separately because I fell asleep while the rest of you guys watched it. So I, I watched it on my own. Don't worry. And I'm just really amazed. I We really turned it around. I can't believe you guys switched gears and instead of doing an anime adaption, we just continued the James Cameron train
0: and we watched Avatar.
2: Yeah. Hey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> de- that's, de- that's definitely <laughs> what we did. We watched James Cameron's <laughs> Avatar.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, that's legitimately what I did. Oh, Matt, I think you yeah. might have made a mistake. That was the wrong movie. <laughs> so as always, at the top of these episodes, we talk about our familiarity with the source material. Um, I have actually. Uh, when it was first airing, I caught Avatar The Last Airbender sporadically. Uh, I knew it was good, but I have a horrible attention span and I'm very bad at watching things as they come out, so I never watched the whole thing. And then later when it came out, or when it uh, was available on North American Netflix, uh, because I don't have a VPN, I know I'm a very bad boy, Uh, I uh, watched it there. And that's that. (laughs) My other experience with it is that Jake is obsessed with it and has written several fanfics he made me read. Hey, Jake, you want to elaborate?
3: Last Airbender, I freaking love that show. The first time I saw Avatar, it was around the time the end of season two was airing. I caught a couple of episodes of that and uh, had watched, you know, caught everything up with reruns and, and watched it consistently ever since. The first time they had uh, DVD box sets for like full seasons, uh, I got those uh, box sets and freaking love the series. Can we watch that instead? We can't no. get the time back that we spent on the uh, on the garbage we did watch, but...
0: <laughs> we we cannot do that. Um uh, Jay, what's your experience with Avatar the Last Airbender?
2: So as far as Avatar the Last Airbender, um, similarly, I kind of I remember watching this briefly interdispersed on Nickelodeon. So mm-hmm. that was my exposure. Can't say I religiously stuck with the series. I kind of just watched it if it was on. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it.
1: And Matt. <laughs> Oh, we're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender? Oh, I love yes. that. I watched that from the beginning. I remember the like week that it came out on Nickelodeon, where it was a new episode every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to get the first five episodes out. Ooh. And then from there, every single Friday was Avatar Day. That was all of book one, all of book two, all of book three, all of the... Box sets own them. Watch the commentary on. There's some really good commentary in the book two one where the creators have M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong on and they talk about how great the movie's going to be. I th- I've read interviews with them previously that uh, like most promotional things for movies that was a lie. Uh, they deeply yeah. regret handing this movie over and didn't want to do it in the first place. I believe that at face
0: value. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um. One thing I will give this movie, and uh, when I say give, I mean barely acknowledge as something passing quality, is that it certainly tries very hard to be faithful to the original plot beats of the show. Much like the Full Metal Alchemist movies, it relies a lot on the audience going, that thing, I recognize that thing. I mean, no. Except with like a modicum of more sincerity to it, which makes the abject
3: failure all the more painful. I I don't agree with that assessment. I don't either. (laughs) The little girl playing Haru is an odd choice if you're trying to be as faithful as possible. The waterbending scroll coming out of a box that uh, there was no conflict to get it is an odd choice.
1: Well, there was a conflict. There was a dance battle and one
3: rock. (laughs) (laughs) And a single rock. You know what we're talking about, audience. (gasps) Yeah! (laughs) The, The thing is, rather famously, M. Night Shyamalan didn't actually watch the show. He had a I forget how many paragraphs it was. It was between one and three. He read a summary that was a number of paragraphs, and that's the reason why the movie is shaped the way it is—the malformed thing that it is. His
1: daughter watched the show and had it basically told to him via her, so it's a secondhand account. Yeah, and obviously whatever he got as like prep document somehow that makes even more sense. And then he made conscious decisions on top of that, like famously, he decided to purposely rearrange the pronunciations of things to be more accurate to asian pronunciation whatever that
2: means which i don't have a problem with that per se i have a problem with them literally having conversations to Where each other
3: pronunciations
2: yes just some consistency would be very nice and Are i mean like the
3: avatar on <laughs> they're not even consistent with the same name like um, the same character will pronounce it different ways And I mean, not for nothing, if that was the if that was the only problem with the movie, it it would be a mild annoyance at worst. But no, everything about this movie is that level of are you serious? Like another big thing that
1: I don't know when it's going to come up otherwise, but um, just kind of overall theme. Firebenders are like Indian inspired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's it's weird because they're so incredibly
3: Imperial Japan. in the show yeah, Yeah, because it's the fire nation the inspirations were what they were for a reason also firebenders
1: need a source of fire to bend from rather than being able to create their own which just causes confusion
0: (laughs) producing fire from their own key is this impossible art that uh can only happen when susan's comet arrives as will be explained by fire lord ozai oh god we need to okay we're skipping around too much we're skipping around too much let's start from the beginning because it's a very good place to start is it
3: it's the farthest place away from the ending it is the only place (laughs) i believe
0: they shot on a real
1: set and even then it quickly turns. they start on what has to be an ice set maybe even on location and then when the second they have to walk on the ice it's, it's a green screen room but Whatever.
0: Mm -hmm. So we have Sokka and Katara. Sokka and Katara?
2: Yeah, sure, (laughs) whatever.
0: (laughs) Going about their fishing duties. And it's amazing how they suck all the life out of the original interactions. Because there's no sibling beckering. There's no, like, establishment of character. There's just... Yep. Uh, Katara does a bit of water bending, And then that's not even the thing that makes Aang's iceberg appear. They just wander out onto a sheet of ice. Sokka sees something glowing and decides to hit the sheet of ice he's standing on to break it. Like, oh.
1: There is not a single line of dialogue in this entire movie that is not furthering exposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: and, and, like, even worse, The exposition scenes in Avatar proper were fun character interactions onto themselves. It was very good at conveying information to the audience. But the thing that was very overt and very clear about the movie The Last Airbender is that everything... Was done to like make everything as dour and serious as possible. The humor matters a lot to Avatar because it contrasts the more serious moment. Mm -hmm. The more serious moments have so much more of an impact because the main character is this happy, smiley, bouncy, fun guy who it seems like nothing, you know, can can bring him down.
0: I want to draw a comparison and I swear this is the only time I'm going to do this on my life. I don't believe you.
3: <laughs> a comparison between
0: Aang's introduction in the show versus Aang's introduction in the movie. Ong's introduction. Yes. The first thing that Aang does when he wakes up from being frozen for a hundred years in a block of ice is see kids his age in a water tribe garb and go, do you want to go penguin sledding with me? He immediately twigs to the fact that he's in the South Pole and is like, let's do a fun thing with these kids. And that's so character informing. Meanwhile, Ang says nothing, gets taken back to their village and then says, oh, yeah, I ran away from home. Just the most boring
3: exposition line ever, which I mean, we'll be here way too long if we go into all of the ways that the original show is great and this movie is garbage. But just another example, the hangups that Aang has about leaving and the context in which he leaves is also very important in character informing. None of that's here.
1: But uh, let's let's get through this because this scene really doesn't matter. It's it's surprising how little anything matters. None
3: of the scenes matter.
1: But like, basically, Ong wakes up, is brought over to Katera's grandmother, who <laughs> mentions her friend Hara, which is it interesting because she's a really important character in book three (laughs) i guess they were setting that up i don't know why but uh yeah she she mentions no one's been a waterbender
0: since my friend hara basically uh zuko saw them release on he sees a glowing pillar of light and goes towards it basic open world rpg yeah and then
1: jumps out onto the ice and shouts bring me all your elderly (laughs) (laughs) i'm
2: very into gilfs oh my Uh, god (laughs)
3: I mean, I mean, to be fair, that was hilarious. I don't think it was supposed to be, but I did laugh at that both of the times I've watched this movie. Did I mention I suffered through this in theaters?
2: Oh, same. same. Yep.
0: He puts so much emphasis into it, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funny part. Which is a shame, because uh, the
2: actor
1: playing Zuko is very good. He oh, commits yeah. to his bit. Like, he's... He's a good actor. He just has a terrible script, unlike Katara and Soka, who do not seem to care anytime they read their lines. And then mm-hmm. on flip-flops. I- I think he's just not a good actor because of how young of a kid he is.
2: It's his first movie. Like, literally, it's like his debut. I
1: think they should have just cast someone slightly older, so he could have held being the main character.
0: Noah Renner Hmm. does a good enough job of being a martial artist for the action scenes when they actually allow him to do cool martial arts. (laughs) For the actual acting, you know, again, he's a kid, so. The cinematography of this is all over the place, and I don't understand
1: why, but there's a scene I just laughed at purely from camera interaction where Katara is talking to Ong in an igloo, and they choose to focus on Katara as she's listening to him. I can only assume because they didn't like how he was acting. And they're like, we're going to have to ADR this in post. And uh-huh. it's just an awkwardly long shot on her
0: listening to him talk. And I'm like, why? There's so many weird moments of that. Like the bit where Zuko sees the beam of light. It's him just looking at the beam And they ADR in his actor Going uncle come look even though He's clearly oh. not talking Oh
1: this this movie must have had a bunch of reshoots Because there is just They don't let people be silent for any amount of time And there is mm-hmm. so much off camera Dialogue Yep, this, this movie reeks of having a lot of production problems In case that's not obvious
0: <laughs> <laughs> What a shock So Ong is taken by The Fire Nation Because,
1: because they find a kid with airbender tattoos and go like, hey, he must be an airbender. He's only 10. Who are you, kid? We've got a test for you. Uncle General Eero. Hey, kid, I've got a test for you. If you fail, you can go home. (laughs) Well, I see no downside to this. They
0: put like a rock and a candle in front of him.
3: And a cup of water.
0: (laughs) And a cup of water. And like, they, they all react and it's like, whoa, he's the avatar.
1: The, the candle and the water is fine, because it's just the candle, when it gets near him, flares up a little, and the water forms a perfect circle when it's spilled in front of him. This is just a rock the size of a brick that stands on in you know, i just like, one of these is much more magic than the other two.
0: <laughs> oh god anyone bending two things is proof enough that they are the avatar but no we a gotta do, we yeah,
1: tattoos bending
0: fire is enough to know but whatever <laughs> uh-huh so they do the whole ang breaking out of the fire nation ship and also uh katara saka and appa coming to save him thing oh my god appa <laughs> <laughs> appa's a choice sleep paralysis demon
2: <laughs> See, I had the very opposite, like, reaction. Like, I literally just wanted to squish him because he was so cute. <laughs> so cute.
1: Opposite face borders on Uncanny Valley because they clearly tried to make it cute for the movie.
2: His,
0: both, <laughs> of his everything eyes, else realistic. both of his eyes face forward like a predator. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. I just... I'll I'll take all the Appa for you then. That, <laughs> That's fine. Switchers. You can
0: have it.
1: Yay. I have no other place to mention this, but can we talk about how um, Katera and Soka are the only white people in this village of Inuits?
2: They have grandma. Don't forget grandma.
0: G-
1: Grandma's also a white woman, but everyone else is just Inuit yeah. actors. And I'm like, so no. you're saying you you could have made them Inuit. You just chose not to.
2: So my, like, in-universe theory is actually their long-lost relatives from the Northern Water Tribe, because that's the only thing that makes <laughs> sense.
1: Because the Northern Water Tribe is all white people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, the Northern Water Tribe is behind a giant gate, so they are the gated community of the Avatar
2: universe. <laughs> Which, in <interpretation> as <laughs> well? It is literally that.
3: Uh,
0: so, hooray, main character broke free from the ship of the Fire Nation. We're off on our mystic adventure now. Let's go to the Southern Air Temple. I really wish they hadn't. <laughs> I really wish they hadn't. We have the most painful e- exposition dialogue for me personally. I don't know why this one stands out of my head so much. I can explain. This conversation makes no sense. This conversation mm-hmm. depends on what
1: happens. Is the characters left the Southern Water Tribe? Flew to this temple and talked about nothing in between.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Ang Ong never gives his name. Katara just knows it in the narration. And when they arrive at the Southern Air Temple, uh, they're like, "So who are we coming here to see?" And Ang is like, "Oh, we're coming to see Monk Yatso. He he was the one who uh, raised me. He's kind of like my father. If you just say it, it doesn't mean anything." There's
3: no relationship between Aang and Gyatso at all. hmm.
1: This entire scene is worthless.
0: Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. The, the thing where they try to make it worth something is when Aang sees the corpses of the of the Air Nomads. Conveniently, their bones stayed on top of the soil these hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> he, he walks in as if these people were burned last week. So he enters the Avatar state. He's freaking out or at least we think he is, we hear Katara screaming in the distance, Aang's soul enters the spirit realm, I guess, and he talks to a dragon? Yeah, that just
1: happens. Yeah, that's that's fine, because the dragon represents, like, seven characters. I think they just combined them into one, which, good, you're making a movie, not a TV show.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's and again that's it's a dragon better. to
1: represent Roku. and then he, like all the minor spirits he talks to, they're just yeah. all the dragon,
0: which is fine that's I, yeah, that's fine. It just it feels so strangely out of place, like everything does in this movie.
3: I think if the rest of the movie was better, that would feel less out of place. It would be obvious that it was an adaptational change to combine several characters as opposed to what it feels like in the context of this movie, a mistake. Like, the entire movie. We have
0: a facsimile of the uh, very tender moment in the show where Katara is like, I've experienced loss, too. It's okay, I'm here for you. Katara <laughs> just certainly tries her hardest to be empathetic. I guess it just kind of works because Aang needs to come out of the spirit world for the plot to advance. Sam,
1: um, in order to be empathetic, you have to have emotions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 And now we move on to actually just my least favorite part, which is everything that happens in the Earth Kingdom. Oh my God. Yeah. None of it
1: needs to happen because everything happens in like two minute intervals. It's so weird.
0: It is all worthless. No, it's less than worthless because everything they show
3: reduces the tension. I think this is also the point where we get introduced to Admiral Zhao. As you know. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Admiral
1: sounds amazing in this only because I I can only assume the actor was told, oh, it's a children's cartoon, I'll ham it up. And no one had the guts to tell him, actually, we're trying to do it more serious because he proceeds to go like, as you know, Zuko is the prince of the Fire Nation, but he was dishonorably discharged. So he's allowed to wear his uniform only for tonight, like a child playing dress
0: up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hate Zhao so much, but at least I feel something towards him, <laughs> which is more than I could say for the rest of this movie. He doesn't just say, as you know, in order to exposit at characters who, in setting, know and don't need to be told. He does it not once, but twice. And the second time is to f- <laughs> Ozai. <laughs> like... Ah, uh, yes, my my imperial sovereign, the extremely violent man who is the terror of the entire world. Allow me to tell you sh- you already know and waste your extremely valuable
3: time, you volatile man. That's implying that this version of Ozai has a lot more personality than he actually does. I think he's asleep for 75% of his screen time. This version of Ozai is a... Uh,
0: is the supervisor of a dickbag metal manager. Oh my God, you're right. He absolutely is. Zhao is the asshole at your desk job who thinks he's got more power than he actually does. And Ozai is the supervisor that just rubber stamps everything he says. Oh my God, it's true.
2: (laughs) Yes, excellent.
0: I want to talk about my favorite scene
1: which is, um,
2: I forget
0: exactly
1: why this, why this happens. It's when, um, Zuko and Iroh are in a Earth Kingdom village. <laughs> and, oh my God. Hey, Zuko, have you ever thought you could just not go back home? You could find a nice hot girl here. And it's, it's the speech he has in book two, except they've actually been exiled at that point. So it makes more sense. And it's like, You can settle down with a nice girl here. Like, Wars kind of sucks. Maybe you don't want to make that your entire life. And then Zuko's just like, hold on. Let me ask a random boy in the street. Boy, give me Prince Zuko's backstory. Well, I guess I'll give you Prince Zuko's backstory. He was in a fight and he tried to save some
0: friends. But then uh, Fire (laughs) Lord Ozai was just like, no, I'm going to fight you instead.
1: I'm not going to fight my father. I'm
0: going (laughs) to. Can can we talk about Zuko's horrible disfiguring burn? That just kind (laughs) of looks like he forgot to put sunscreen on one side of his face. Yeah, I was
2: like, this could be covered up with some decent makeup. Honestly, especially even the, the story retelling made it even worse because his father is supposed to be the one that quote-unquote disfigures him, and I'm just like, wow, just really hammers home how weak the Fire Nation is. Can't even <laughs> disfigure your son's face.
3: <laughs> you can't even properly disfigure your child. instead <laughs> movie Fire Nation. The
0: true measure of any authoritarian government. How much can you disfigure children?
2: <laughs> I mean, that only makes it... It only makes it more poignant because during his reception speech, where he just happens to have to give the dig in, like, oh, by the way, he has rescinded his love. Like, Matt and I had to rewind. We're like, are you
0: serious? (laughs) He has rescinded his love of the prince. What does that mean? Like, Admiral Zow
1: says things (laughs) that make no (laughs) sense why anyone would even. Like, this doesn't make you sound powerful. This makes you sound petty. Like, I am
2: a petty bitch, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, obviously you
1: are. Anyway, Ugh. that's that's enough of this nonsense. Let's uh, let's talk about the Earth Kingdom village. Uh.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my God, the <laughs> Earth Kingdom village. Uh, Haru, it has like I think two lines of dialogue. We all thought we mm-hmm. uh, Haru is also like significantly younger than Ang somehow. Okay. Yeah. Sure he's gonna, I'm sure he's going to grow out that mustache in the, like, couple of months it takes before uh, he shows up in book three. But thank goodness this is not getting a sequel. Um, Here's the thing. Technically, I think this movie
1: was planned out to have their entire journey take longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they do say, Sosin's comment won't be arriving for three years. Which, if you have child
0: actors, perfect. That's what yeah. you need. Like- yeah, that's true. We've all seen Harry Potter. We know how those movies were paced out. Yeah, so conveniently,
1: uh, Harry Potter, the books already are a year each. So uh, yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, so we get like introduced to Haru. Okay, we're doing the prison. It sure is a prison camp. On they, land, they just keep the Earthbenders in a valley.
1: There is literally a wall of rocks behind Ong <laughs> um, when he tells people that they are Earthbenders. They can bend earth. I am the Avatar. I can bend all four elements, but you are the real strength. Bend your Earth. Hey, guys, did you know we could have bent Earth this entire four times? Squad of four men just walks out of the corner going like, we're going to bend some
3: Earth. (laughs) Ha ha! They don't even make the rock float. They just waddle out. It's not even... Okay, so one of the coolest things about Avatar, and the reason why the fight scenes look so good, is uh, the bending of the four elements is based off of four real-world martial arts. It's the reason why the fights look so dynamic. They're exaggerated versions of real, actual, you know, martial arts techniques. The the air quotes Earthbenders, they waddle out. It does not look like Hungar!
1: (laughs) They look like BTS background dancers, like, yeah.
0: (laughs) We are being so dynamic with the way we move.
3: And like the punchline of this bad joke is that the actual effect for the like they add like 70 steps to the bending, which makes it hideously impractical for a start. I could have stabbed you three times before you did anything with that tiny rock. But then of course the actual effect is so minuscule why did you bother?
1: I, I here's the thing. This is exactly why the Fire Nation is beating
3: the Earth Kingdom. Because it takes six people to move a single rock. And then we speed run the pirates. I hope you didn't like those characters. The water bending scroll is in a box in the prison camp for some well, explicable
1: it's, it's, reason. Well, because the the, yeah. the Fire Nation confiscated all their bending materials, and one of them happened to be a water bending scroll. Fine. But I have no problem with that.
0: The thing that's the bigger problem for me is after they liberate, I guess, the camp, Sokka's like, hey, the Fire Nation sure has taken over a lot of these villages. We should go to these villages you could liberate these villages. Why does the script have them repeat themselves so many fucking times? Because it's a badly written movie. It's like Sokka says this, and then they do a fade cut, like a long period of time has passed between two different fight scenes, which makes it seem like they're going on a holy tear across the Earth Kingdom, liberating villages.
3: Are we playing Far Cry? But the thing is, I don't think that ever gets brought up again. It doesn't. I think
1: what happened is they naturally cut to the Warriors of Kyoshi story. And I think what happened is they must have cut that entire plot line because we just get shoved at the end of it.
0: Yep. We get shoved right to, hey, look, here's a statue of Avatar Kyoshi. She was you in a past life, Aang. She sure did love games. Wow. I sure do love games. What even happens next? I don't remember. Aang decides to go off on his own journey. And Sokka's just like, "Why is
1: he running away?" And Katara's just like, "No, he needs to go to a sacred place to do more meditation to find the dragon." And Sokka's just like, "I don't. What he'll be back tomorrow?"
0: Okay. Oh no, no, no! First, they have Aang sucking at water bending, which makes no sense. Oh <laughs> but he, he, they have like him and Katara standing in like a river doing. They, they're they're there doing tai chi in a river. And there's no VFX happening, and yet Aang is the only one depressed by the lack of VFX. Is this.
1: I I thought this scene was when he does firebending and hurts her, but then nothing happens of it, so it's like, okay, whatever. Uh. It's supposed to be that scene. But that would make
3: no sense in this movie, so obviously. There's a particular reason why earthbending, the direct one, is what Aang is bad at. And it is a character-defining moment for Katara that she doesn't pick up waterbending as quickly as Aang does. That's one of the things that makes her as endearing a character as she is. But she has, that doesn't happen. She has no personality in this movie. I do also love there's a moment where she basically says, "Ang, why are you failing? You should just succeed instead. <laughs> they did yeah. liberate a group of people by saying, hey, did
1: you know you could fight back?
2: <laughs> I hadn't
1: thought of that. Whoa, we can fight
0: back? Holy
3: amazing!
0: God. Hold on, Keanu Reeves, we can just fight the Shogun? <laughs> I had no idea. Guys, we can resist oppression? Did you know this?
3: Guys, we can't resist depression? (laughs) I knew that. (laughs) Not when when this movie is on. Seriously. Ong goes to, I think it's already the Northern Air Temple. Yeah, it is. I don't understand the pacing of this movie. Me neither, but I hate this part. He finds a monk there, okay? He, He sure does. And then and then some exposition happens, which then immediately turns into him getting captured by the Fire Nation. Like him getting captured <laughs> at the Northern Air Temple is one of those adaptational changes. Like, yeah, that makes sense. You're you know, you don't really need the mechanists.
0: You, you, know? don't, you don't. The part that kills me is the monk air quotes is like because you abandoned us and the air nomads were destroyed, I have lived in poverty all my life. You're a monk! It's literally the point
2: of being a monk to live in poverty. Sam, they needed you there to tell him that. Tell him the facts. <laughs>
3: he also uh, might have been lying about being a monk, but...
2: Then why did he
1: blame Aang? He used to do tours up to the Air Nomad Sanctuary. He's actually 140
0: years old. If, if he lied about being a monk, why does he blame Aang for his economic situation? This man is not
1: of an age that he should even know what air
0: nomads are. They were genocided out a hundred years ago. Like, yeah, yeah. They were dead as a people before he was born. So, like, it's mind boggling. I need to
3: get that one out. Let's move <laughs> to the blue spirit. Uh, yeah, that, that sure is a scene that happens. i uh,
2: never <laughs> been more attracted to Zuko than in this moment.
0: <laughs> it is pretty hot, but... Like I'm I'm having a hard time appreciating how hot Zuko is over just <coughs> the real failed attempts at making a cool martial arts scene. <laughs> hey guys, the Matrix made slow-mo martial
1: arts look cool. So, Zuko does some cool karate stuff. Um he rescues Ong from cuz turns out the the Southern Air, the Northern Air Temple was a trap by General Zhao who after showing him statues of all his past lives, they were also surrounded by fire nation soldiers who captured him and then took him to a prison and then admiral zhao was in the prison and then he got saved by zuko and then as he was escaping as the blue spirit was there was just like wait no one killed the avatar he can just come back and everyone was like that makes sense and apparently zuko at that exact moment realized oh wait hold on i can keep him as a hostage and then put a blade to Ong's face and they're like no let him go and then he gets to the other side of the bridge and then uh, Admiral Zhao is just like by the way just shoot him with your arrow he's just like oh right we can do things that aren't bending and shoots and the arrow hits the mask and
0: knocks Zuko unconscious uh-huh. from hitting him in the jaw yeah I-, I I wanted to talk about two shots in particular the first one is when like Ong is about to escape and then has a moment of resolve and goes back to help Zuko. And he leaps in the air with his airbender glider and we get a marvelous POV shot of him shakily flying through the air. (laughs) So much shaky cam from above. That one's just funny. But we get an actually kind of okay martial arts movie shot where ang leaps into the center of this like training square and uses his airbending to cause a whole bunch of like target dummies to surround him so he can fight the fire nation soldiers in a in a more controlled you know environment That's like decent. And the fact that it's parroted the same scene with the the overhead shaky cam shot is so funny to me.
3: Yeah, and then then, uh, did you know we got all of this in one take? Do you see this 360 tracking shot? Are you impressed by this 3D tracking shot that we got this entire uh, thing in one take? Are you impressed yet? It's like, to be fair, it's the only part of the movie where I wasn't half asleep, but you've risen to the level of mediocre. (laughs) Like... Uh, but yeah, uh, Aang and Zuko escape, or Aung and Zuko escape. Admiral Zhao seems to know intrinsically that the blue spirit was Zuko. Even though he has no reason to suspect that. Yeah, yeah. I, in the show, it's much more obvious that Zuko. He finds the twin swords in Zuko's cabin in his ship. And Zhao was already planning on offing Zuko anyway. So it's like, oh, he might be the blue spirit. I'll, he just knows that. And proceeds to go to Fire Lord Ozai
1: and say, hey, by the way, your son's a traitor. Just to- I have no proof. Just believe me. And because Fire Lord Ozai and this is just a bro, he's just like, yeah, go ahead and murder my son. I don't care.
3: The thing I wanted to note about the about Zuko and and Ong escaping is one of a, a, the absolutely critical scene for Zuko's character development is Zuko wakes up from being unconscious. Aang is still there. And Aang says, you know, if things were different, I think we could have been friends. Zuko silently contemplates that for a moment and then throws a fireball at him. That is establishing their dynamic as the story goes forward, that sort of unease but acknowledgement that, yeah, they could indeed perhaps should be friends, but Zuko's hangups will not let him do that.
2: That was immediately apparent when they, like, kidnapped him and when the uncle took the lead and was very cordial and very calm in, you know, like, you need to take these tests. Meanwhile, Zuko was just screaming at people. I mean, it's all in the delivery.
1: I I, I love Uncle Iroh in this. (laughs) You know? He doesn't look anything like Iroh, but, like, whatever. (laughs) He's good. (laughs) Compared to everyone else, he is a good character. Like, he's just...
3: He actually has a personality.
2: (laughs)
0: Does he have a personality? That's my question. (laughs) More than anyone else does. Yeah, fair. The bar is low. His personality is not at all like the actual Iroh, but you know what? I will take literally anything.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's not a knock against him to not be the character in another thing. He's a character in this movie.
0: True. And he's actually a character. So cool. (laughs) We did it, Reddit.
1: (laughs) He also let... Somebody plant a he let someone sabotage Zuko's room on the ship while he was getting his foot rubbed by Earth Nation girls. Like,
2: I understand entirely uh. how he
3: feels. Uh, so, uh, I think from here we just like speed run directly to the Northern Water Tribe basically. Ang, uh, Ong masters waterbending off screen. We get a trite introduction to Yue. Uh, I think. She kind of matters in this. We get told in
0: voiceover that Soka and Yue are now like basically boyfriend and girlfriend. My brother and the princess became best friends right away.
2: They made eye contact, and that was how I knew she was the one.
0: <laughs> the, I also love the moment where Ong and Katara just kind of do martial arts in an empty like square, and it's Set to
3: this swelling music like, whoa, look how much they're mastering waterbending. Whoa. There's no there's no special effects. It's just a really, really weirdly long shot that goes on for way too long. Waterbending also looks the worst in a movie. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, which is so weird. It's usually so flowing and satisfying to look at. But no, it's just we're moving our hands around like we're pretending to be witches on Halloween or something. So we are speed running the Northern Water Tribe right now.
3: Paku is actively name dropped, but is nice and doesn't have any conflict with any of the characters at all. All of the Avatar fans in the audience who have mercifully avoided this movie, you may now commence screaming.
1: I've got some things I want to say when we're done talking about this movie about what it probably should have done, but we'll get there. They talk about they know the Fire Nation is going to attack. At one point, also, Admiral Zhao mentions in, like, one of his interstitial scenes where he's just talking to Ozai. Meanwhile, Zhao just can teleport back to the Fire Nation, I guess, at any point. Whatever he wants, yeah. Man's is always there and then always on the scene. Uh, He talks about how he went to the Great Library and found a scroll Which is cool, because that's something they do mention in the uh, show, but the show doesn't mention it until the Great Library shows up.
0: As you know, I conducted a raid on the Great Library, which many did not even say existed, and got this scroll that talks us all about the spirits that allows us to control the world and destroy the Northern Water Tribe. That's almost a direct quote, by the way. Yeah. And as I was just there.
1: There's a great scene where the chief of the Northern Water Tribe goes like, You a." when the Fire Nation's attacked, they're going to want to attack you as my daughter. You'll need a guardian. And Soka's is like, I'll totally do it. And he's got a great <laughs> line. It's just like, yeah, I thought you might want to guard my daughter. Okay, I guess I'm cool with this. <laughs> like, <laughs> For a movie that won't let you have any comedy beats, I, I really enjoyed this. Also, mm. actually, since we're never going to talk about Sokka again for the rest oh of this movie. God. I'll dare you. I want to talk about In the Earth Kingdom. All of his scenes are comedy beats. And I'm wondering what happened between filming the Earth Kingdom village. Because Soka kicks a dude in the nuts. <laughs> like <laughs> in a very do. serious battle, he just runs up and kicks a dude in the nuts, And no one reacts. There's no like comedy beat noise. But it's like Soka behaves like a clown in that entire scene. Which means
3: someone told his actor to stop doing that. <laughs> uh. A choice was made to remove the comic relief. Let's remove the humor from Sokka. That, that's a, that's sure. a
0: choice. Sokka isn't a f***ing character. He doesn't exist in this movie. We just needed another body on screen. We need Yue to have a boyfriend. <laughs> Almost immediately. It's literally just we need a body on screen.
2: It doesn't even have to be a warm one.
0: We needed a third heroic <laughs> character for the poster. You, despite the fact that things seem to be going fine, like the Northern Water Tribe is weathering this siege kind of okay well, no they're losing they're losing like almost immediately because their
1: walls are made out of ice and they've got gila monsters that can just climb over but the problem is what they say is the second the moon rises don't you know waterbenders are stronger with the moon which is just information you're given as it's necessary cool um that they're worried they'll just get
3: pushed back And that's how the Northern Water Tribe has managed to fend off invasion. I do like there's a moment where uh, our defenses are impregnable. We will allow them to get to the marketplace. (laughs) Okay. There's a whole thing about like, quick,
1: turn out all the lanterns. We want to minimize the amount of fire sources the firebenders can have. And then you proceed to see lit lanterns the entire rest of the movie. I I also love how they're preparing for the siege and the second they get through, there's a woman clearly just shopping
0: at the market. Like, why why are you not hiding? Yeah, the plan was to draw them into the market this whole time. Why are you going shopping? Also, Ong
1: mentions he needs to talk to the dragon to figure out what he needs to do so he needs Mm -hmm. a place to meditate and ua is just like hey we have a secret place to meditate it's very spiritual the village was built around it let's go very sacred then we proceed to walk into a set that looks like it's out of like tim burton's willy wonka because the (laughs) cgi is just like vomiting colors onto the screen (laughs)
0: yeah they try really hard to be like whoa look at this cool spiritual place it's got so many cherry blossoms and like cool water and like fun and wow man whoa those were supposed to be cherry blossoms (laughs) i think they were they were neon pink we also get a great scene
1: where ahsoka and ua is just like hey if i took you back to my house my grandma would have a lot of weird questions for you it's like Ooh, what would your grandma ask about me like what's up with that chick's hair? Oh, yeah, so, uh, when I was born, I was dead, and my parents gave me to a fish, and then the fish made my hair silver. That sounds like there's more to this story than you're telling me. The movie doesn't care. Move on. Okay.
3: It's just so bluntly shoved over to the audience.
2: They try to sugarcoat it with her, like, describing the fact that she didn't cry and she didn't move, and I'm like, so you're dead. <laughs>
0: She uh, didn't, didn't breathe anything. either.
2: She didn't say anything about breath. So at that point I'm just like, okay, so your parents held on to your dead body for multiple days before they gave you to the spirits. Before they gave you to a fish. Wouldn't you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, a- a- anyway we get a scene where I- Iroh and admiral's hour on a boat he goes hey yeah sorry um your uh <laughs> your brother told me that it's cool to kill the moon spirit that we've decided the moon is no longer necessary you know i was just like what no hold on what that's, that's insane
0: probably a bad idea
1: i'm not going to Stop you in any way. I'm just going to follow you. But also Admiral Zhao has to get one more thing. Also, yes, what a shame that your uh, nephew died in that explosion. Oops. Mm. And he's just like, what a dick. I'm so evil. Iroh goes below deck to find Zuko. And I'm like, was this supposed to be a bigger setup that he'd survived the explosion, I guess? Whatever. Yes. They don't really play it up like it's a surprise. So just go hey remember hide yourself real well before you sneak in make sure you've got your like covered up diving through the water also remember you can firebend without a fire source okay cool thanks are we going to explain that no we're actually going to explain that at the very end of the movie but that's what you're doing right now it'd be really convenient if we could just all do this we can we're just not telling the lower ranks for some reason
3: Doesn't that just create a huge plot hole? Shut up. Just, we're trying to end the movie. (laughs) We're trying to get through this as (laughs) quick as possible. This is another one where it's like, oh my God, the difference between the original and this is such night and day. There's no love. It's like they got to this point in the
1: movie, had this plot line for Zuko to sneak in, then realized, wait, how is he getting in with his firebending, if that's not how firebending works in our setting? We don't care anymore. He
3: can now just firebend normally. Sure. (laughs) And like the- the Breath of Fire for which the Dragon of the West was named being passed on to Zuko and being pivotal in this moment and the goodbye that they had when Zuko went off to sneak into the Northern Water Tribe is one of the one of the best moments and a pivotal moment in the first season of the show. It is another goddamn exposition scene here. I will give hero's actor the emotion and like silence they feel as he
1: tells Zuko to be careful and he just watches him sail away I actually felt it they don't tell you why he feels this way which if the movie had more of these scenes I'd be okay with because that's setting up for like book two when you find out why watching his basically son going away to what might be his death might be traumatic for him but um right now we just get a nice somber moment that isn't full of noise
0: like, literally, and this is what I'm praising. This 10 seconds, he doesn't
3: talk. <laughs> yeah. Having an actual moment of actual silence. Zuko's actor isn't bad, but he does not care about this role. It feels like a, a moment of nothing because... This comes out of nowhere and basically functions as yet another exposition scene.
0: Yep. I can accept a boring exposition scene if it goes into a cool action scene, which is why it's so f***ing egregious. This goes into Zuko walking into the super sacred secret spot, dropping a lantern, and throwing some bad CGI fireballs at Katara. Oh my god,
1: I love the fight with between uh, Zuko and Katara.
0: She's so bad at QTEs! It's
1: so slow. Both of them are so slow. The fire moves at a snail's pace. Her water moves at a snail's pace. And, like, the trick he gets a one-up on her is he can just throw two bits of fire. She blocks the one to her side and misses the one shot directly at her. And then she proceeds to ragdoll against the tree in the funniest motion ever. is <laughs> just whacked into the tree and then just flops to the ground. Ugh. Uh, Also when Zuko is checking, I forget what he's getting off of her body. Like he's checking her for something and puts her up against the tree. And when he's rolling her over, you can see she just moves her own arm.
3: He paid way closer attention than I did. I'm zoned out long before this point. I'm not going to lie.
1: Oh, I I had already refreshed to watch her ragdoll against the tree again. So I was (laughs) was fresh on my heels of like, this is going to be great. He then proceeds to just Pick up Aung because he's meditating, so he doesn't know what's going on. Uh, They have a really cool fight when Aung wakes. But Aung's been meditating this entire time. It doesn't really matter. The dragon just tells him to kill everyone with the power of the ocean because the avatar is not supposed to kill people, but spirits can kill people. So use the ocean spirit to kill people. And Aung's just like, that's cool. I'm going to do that with no problem at all.
0: It's not like what? that's a major conflict with his uh, character. I'm now going to do a bunch of completely pointless Tai Chi on a wall, and the VFX people are going to green screen in the ocean reacting. Yeah. Well, no, no, he fights Zuko, is <laughs> the problem. He does? I literally don't remember. That. Yeah. You're skipping like 20 minutes of movie, Sam. Oh, Matt, God, I legitimately do not remember him fighting Zuko.
3: Yeah, that does happen. I didn't, I I forgot it was 20 minutes. I thought it was like three.
0: So yeah, no, he fights Zuko when he wakes up because
1: Zuko has just kept him prisoner and proceeds to monologue his backstory to him as he's sleeping, just like, oh yes, if only I could get my honor back, but I don't think I can. And it's just like, Ong's in the spirit world after the dragon spirit told him to just kill everybody. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Zuko has him in a house in the Northern Water Tribe for some reason. He really didn't have a plan.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know how he's planning to get him out of the Northern Water Tribe, but proceeds to lose him because Ong realizes he can waterbend now. So he, this scene takes way too long because there's like a whole joking bit of Ong dodging behind him. And it's Like, it's the closest the movie ever gets to looking like Bon It's just like, why? But like, why waste time on the scene when you've got so much other things happening? And then it it finally ends up with Zuko getting frozen in water. And Ong's just like, hey, if you stay in this house, no Water Nation people will kill you. Like, Ong, how do you know that? (laughs) Uh, Zuko unfreezes himself with firebending that he's able to do. They don't explain this till the end of the movie, Um, Mm -hmm. um, which leads me to believe they... Realized this in like a first edit and had the scene with Ozai at the end to explain it. What else? Uh, after this, there's the whole thing with Admiral Zhao going to the Spirit Fountain because he just he just gets through town, I guess. Oh wait,
0: right, we forgot to talk about the fish dying.
1: Admiral Zhao grabs the moonfish in a bag. Everyone watches him do this. Iroh is standing within arms' reach of him and goes like, "You can't do this. This will ruin everything. What are you, some kind of monster?" And Admiral Rosario goes, hold on, pulling out my knife, readying my knife. We are the gods now! Stab, 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 stab. <laughs> oh and hero just gosh. goes, wait yeah. a second, you just killed a spirit. That makes me upset. Wait, no, I'm very upset. Wait, no, yeah, I'm going to burn everything. And it ignites into, like, flaming dragon wings out of his arms. Yeah. That scares away the soldiers. And Admiral Zhao, I guess? I forget if yeah, he I stays in the room or not. Yeah,
2: nah, I think he, he runs. He runs, yeah.
1: What happens now that there's no moon? Uh, the Fire Nation is just murdering all of the Water Tribe. Like, they can't bend anymore, and they're just getting killed. But I guess not, because there's literally no casualties at the end of this battle. Whatever. And there's an incredibly ham-fisted scene where Yue... Eero sees you and it's just like, hey, your hair's weird. Does that mean that you had a gift of life from the moon spirit? And she's just like, yes, the moon spirit gifted me life when I was young. And Eero's just like, hey, did you know you can just kill yourself and then he'll come back to life? What is that life really mine to give? Yes, yeah, some people are born for a reason, and yours was apparently to be a battery for a fish. Doesn't <laughs> That's rough, buddy. Oh. Ah,
0: that's rough, buddy.
1: I think my death means something much more meaningful in the show. Nope, you're literally just recharging a fish. Get in the water. (laughs) Uh, If I had pushed her in the water, I would have loved him a lot more. She walks (laughs) in on her own, but um, the fish dead body then drains the... White out of her hair. It comes back to life. The moon comes back up. And then all the waterbenders are like, we can waterbend again. Time to kill all Fire Nation. And Iroh is just like, well, time to get out. We're definitely going to get murdered because we're Fire Nation soldiers. Oh, hey, Zuko's here. <laughs> Zuko, let's leave. And then Admiral Zhao fights them on a bridge going like, hey, you guys are traitors. You're getting away. You got to help me. And they're like,
3: no, I was gonna say, do they even fight, or they just stare at each other for a while? That,
1: Zhao shoots a giant beam of fire because I, I guess he can also fire Ben. No, he's he's getting it from the environment. I don't, I don't know, but he shoots him a fire, and Iroh just redirects it by like catching it and goes like, "Hey, you're not even worth fighting." Also. I have my nephew. We're together. You always fought alone. That's why you'll fail. And then Iroh looks behind him and like, oh, well, time to leave. And leaves. And then Zao just watches them leave. And is just like, oh, that's weird. And behind him, four nameless waterbenders, west side story on their way to the end of the bridge. And they're like, hey, <laughs> hey, we got waterbending. Bitch, we smell new shoes. He grabs a lantern, tosses a bowl. They just dodge because I guess the moon gives them super speed um, (laughs) and proceed to take water snakes, grab him in a ball of water and lift him up and then just let him sit there as he
3: drowns to death. And I'm just like, how on screen, how does firebending beat anybody? Because if you can do that with waterbending, he just gets drowned on screen by four nameless randos. He got killed by four people because I i guess the moral the movie
1: wants to be is that you should accept help from people.
3: You should work which together. Is a sig- which, which that yeah. metaphor is also significantly stronger in the original context anyway.
1: Like he's killed by four nameless people working together. The metaphor is so on brand, because it's literally Iroh says it. Almost like he's set up to have Zhao killed by four nameless guys. Were those Fire Nation
0: spies and Iroh's just playing the long con? Maybe. (laughs) White Lotus, baby!
1: (laughs) Oh, you know what? Am I right?
0: Am I right?
1: That might have been what the movie was setting up. (laughs) Because... These guys aren't named and they don't show up in the end. Dang, that that might actually have been a plot line the movie was setting up.
0: Huh. I now accept it as headcanon because I have nothing else to live for. <laughs> I mean, fair. I'm, I'm cool with it. And then Ong's just like, hey, by the way, I know we're
1: winning. <laughs> like, literally, the side of the field is them killing the fire nation soldiers just beating them up and on goes like hey the, the dragon spirit told me to just kill literally the entire fleet with the power of the ocean so uh, hey ocean spirit want to take over my body and kill everybody oh right you're a fish i can just use your power and then proceeds to avatar state lift the ocean up and flip all the fire nation ships yeah uh, that That's a thing that happens. And um, the th- the one thing we get with Ong is his flashbacks the entire time he said what happened was when they found out I was the Avatar, they all bowed to me and I didn't want to be worshipped. I wanted to have a family. So I ran away from that responsibility. So what happens at the end of the movie is after witnessing his godlike power, Katara is just like, Ong, it's OK. They want to worship you
3: as everyone kneels before their ocean god. Ong. And then the movie ends. Thank goodness. And it's just, it's just like, that defeats the purpose. These are people, also, the Fire Nation people who
1: were not prisoners, but were just there, also kneel before A- Aung's amazing
3: godlike power. Which, which is great, because even in the context of this movie with the changes you made, it doesn't solve Ong's problem of not wanting to be worshipped, it's just... People want to worship him, and then they do. And he just kind of tacitly accepts that happening.
1: Because Katara tells tells him it's cool. People want
0: to worship him. he's like, I never thought about that before. Look, it's fine to be exalted as a god when people want to do it. That definitely won't make you misuse your power. Uh, I mean, Kiyoshi did. (laughs) And it's literally a story about cycles. You think history won't repeat itself? Anyway, Ozai is like... Man, that sucks. Anyway, Sosan's Comet's coming, so we're
3: still going to win anyway. L- lol, Lamau, even. Hey, Azula, I'm going to tease you for the sequel that will never, m- that will mercifully never happen. Oh, yes, Father, I'm totally here for the sequel that will never happen. Okay.
1: Well, let's get to the discussion because this movie is awful. Oh, indeed.
0: So let- let's-, let's do a fun little roundtable. Could you salvage this? Probably. I've. I have seen martial arts movies with action that could theoretically with with a good enough VFX budget and a dedicated enough team be comparable, not the same, but comparable to the original action of the show. And we know from the filmography of Jackie Chan and a thousand other very skilled actors and directors that. Martial arts comedy is not impossible. So we know from Dragon Ball that martial arts comedy and stories of personal growth can exist in harmony.
1: Sam, Sam, we're supposed to be mentioning a good live action movie.
0: I know. So (laughs) like (laughs) if only this movie could be as good as Dragon Ball Evolution. Honestly, I would take that. So, all of these factors taken into account, I think this movie could actually be salvaged. I think it would take way more time and budget than anyone in the C suite was willing to give, but I think it could happen. I think
1: I've got an idea that would actually lower the budget a lot. I know this is probably not going to be popular with people, but I think in order to, if the goal is to fit book one into a, a 90 minute to two hour movie, cut everything that isn't the Northern Water Tribe. Have. Oh. Soka and Katara be from a remote village outside of the Northern Water Tribe, have them find on have Zuko find them like that and have them like do a pilgrimage to the safety of like the big walled fortress and then have them learn waterbending along the way and then finally like find like a waterbending master there. That way you can have a lot more city plot line. You can develop character relationships. You can have Paco. Yeah, you can have Katara not being respected for being a girl to give her something a
3: personality at a basic level yeah
1: yeah soka could like crush on yui you would not have what, what are we missing out on we're missing out on all the air nomads are dead we can just have Ong have flashbacks about, about that he doesn't need to go fly and find out that we lose out on the earth kingdom stuff which as we've established didn't do anything for this and You get one set piece, so that probably saves on
3: something. Yeah, I mean, I I actually really like that idea because, I mean, the big thing is, God, it would make it would make doing either of the sequels a living nightmare because you'd have to like like there's there's back. It's even better
1: Then book two gets to be all Earth Kingdom. And then book three is just all Fire Nation. You you definitely have to cut things. You have to move things around. But you're making a 90-minute movie. So yeah, if you're yeah, not doing true. that, I don't know what you're doing.
3: Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to pretty heavily restructure because it's like you've gotta you've gotta like set up jet, leave jet, and then jet come back in in bossing say because he's literally <sighs> plot critical. I think you could get away
1: with making jet a different character. Like uh
3: Hard, well, hard I,
1: do you just remove bossing say i think that complicates an earth, uh, earth... Mm, yeah that's an idea earth Kingdom <laughs> pretending the war doesn't exist is really important but uh, yeah then you miss out on the drill
3: yeah that's what i'm mm. saying doing doing it the way that you suggested makes the sequels a living nightmare but it makes the first movie competent and in all honesty i'll take that um oh you I just mean, cut I... boomy
1: you cut Boomy, well, you put
3: Toth and Bossing say problem solved. Oh yeah, you put you put Toph and Bossing say that's a that's a big deal. But, in
1: fact, but, you, you've got the fact that the north. You just make it so the Northern Water tri- Temple is the the Northern Water Tribe is like decimated after the Fire Nation attack and like the ocean re- rupturing up. Like Ang gets kicked out and he's like running away to find an Earth Kingdom teacher. And the Fire yeah. Nation's just like crack down hard on the Earth Kingdom and they've got to go to the only place left is Bossing Say. And in there, they're pretending the war doesn't exist this and that's the whole thing
3: yeah yeah so uh you're telling
1: a different story at that point but good
0: (laughs) it's something that you mean actually compressing the content down into a digestible bite for a shorter format yeah that's Ah. the thing
1: you can't can't compress an entire season of a show down into a movie you've got to tell a story with similar themes like
3: that's yeah yeah that that common refrain that has come up every time that yeah i mean i'll tell you what from the perspective of like, could this be salvaged? I feel like you can make a live action avatar, the last airbender movie. I feel like it's possible, but relative to the way the, the movie that we got is. You would have to start from scratch because there, there's two important elements that I think are really critical that this movie fails at. And it, basically sums up my entire feelings about this movie. First of all, none of the characters, except for arguably, you know, has a little bit of a personality. None of them have any personality. So I don't care about any of them. And it made me aggressively bored for the entire movie, Two, When it wasn't that one really funny, you know, stomp walk, uh, earthbending nonsense that is a farce and was not intended to be hilarious, but is. None of the action scenes like the the, you know, 360 tracking shot was base level competent, but it wasn't great. Um, And like the reason why um, uh, the fight scenes in Avatar work is because they used real world martial arts and then exaggerated them and put, you know, rocks and water and fire at the end of them. They should be, and, like, this is actually probably the biggest hurdle, but, like, how do you get a kid to learn Bagua? It's one of the hardest styles to learn in the world. But, like, the action scenes were aggressively boring. That's my problem with this movie. It's not just that it's a bad adaptation. It's just boring. The cases where it was, like, funny bad were so few and far between. I could not see. And sitting there either of the times I watched it. You
1: know what would probably be better for a live action movie is um, Kiyoshi's story.
3: Oh, that would I. That oh, absolutely. Could, that could be amazing. I would. Much prefer that. She's the she's the avatar who did not care about killing people.
1: She was like, no, nope, murder is always acceptable
0: man the actually militant avatar being the main character in a brutally realistic movie is perfect like the thing that makes Aang such a good cartoon character is that airbending is so floaty
3: yeah and that's and that's hard to convey in live action it, it I mm-hmm. mean like, it, like you could do wirefu, but wirefoo is very obvious like it has a Yep. particular gravity to it that airbending just doesn't. And in all honesty, that actually doubles down on being a much better idea because what's the uh, bending style that Kyoshi would be bad at? Airbending, the not direct one. Mm-hmm. So you could justify Kyoshi not using airbending very much because she doesn't like it and isn't good at it.
1: Also, her the airbending she does do is she uses her fans to create a gust of wind, which would be so easy to c- CGI. Like... Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, and and the and the plot could be her learning to not just use airbending as another blunt instrument, and we're just pitching other movies right now. Jay, your answer to this question, <laughs> so we can um, move on.
2: <laughs> oh, because what it, from what it sounds like, um, I'm the one who has watched the the least amount of this show. Honestly, the main main things that were, for me were the consistency, um. If we are completely negating the fact that our director did not, you know, familiarize himself with the source material, I guess I would just cut out like Matt alluded to just cut out a lot of the backstory of i um, trying to figure out a lot of these things that were just apparent. Had there been more exposition allowed to kind of find out more about himself and, you know, tell um, to just have that conversation. Um To not allow the conversation to kind of derail and be distracting by multiple pronunciations being floated. That was kind of distracting, even though, uh, yeah, in the greater scheme of things, it probably shouldn't be. Um, Just from the very little that I know about the show, just having pretty crucial character details be more accurate. I just can't like Zuko's face being scarred is so huge. Mm-hmm. It's so a visual for,
3: metaphor that represents
2: yes. his internal struggle. Yes, and it seems like from what we saw in the movie that this internal struggle was very, you know, surface level. I mean, just get some makeup and cover that up. Um,
0: Quite literally, surface level.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, salvaging, I don't know. As far as scenes, I'll leave it to you guys. But for me, it was mostly, mostly costume, mostly script that that kind of that kind of really stuck out to me again because i i am the least familiar with the series as a whole i just tuned in if it was on tv
1: all right okay so um i guess we can all answer this simultaneously um would we watch this again no no
3: (laughs) uh sam you're gonna burn the uh dvd copy i got as a gag christmas gift right yeah, Jake left his gag Christmas gift at my
0: house, and I will destroy it in the most violent way I can think of and post it on Twitter. There you go.
2: It makes a great white elephant gift. That, I've given that, it to two different people. It's great. That
3: was that was how I received it. That's the reason we had a copy to watch. <laughs> oh, hey
0: guys, do you remember how
1: Momo was in
0: this movie? <laughs> no, yes.
1: because
3: I
0: like having uninterrupted sleep, Matt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think Uh, about Momo. uh, uh. Uh, It's fine. Momo was barely in the movie anyway. Thinking about him makes the voices start again.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, with that, that is the end of No Read November, mercifully. Thank Uh. God. (laughs) remind us never to do this again how is this one more painful than last year i mean last year had death Note we liked netflix death note yeah <laughs> i feel true. like it's just
2: because it like kind of leans into your childhood trauma it, it it hurts more when it's something you grew up on <laughs> true <laughs> those wounds yeah. are deeper
1: conveniently i think we're out of bad live action anime movies so there's definitely don't
2: speak don't speak so soon nope. I, no i know what that's not even true
1: our lovely listeners will definitely never go out and add us at OverMangaCast on Twitter if that still exists and tell us to watch terrible live-action movies they would have preferred we watch. Those don't exist. People stopped making anime movies.
3: There's no way anyone could go onto uh, youtube.com uh, and uh, on our epi- uh, episodes, uh, like uh, and uh, subscribe and comment live-action anime movies we could watch. And definitely, if Twitter
0: ever burned down, which would never happen, people definitely could not go on Facebook or Instagram or over MangaCast.com and leave similar commentary that would point us in new hideous directions. Why are we subjecting ourselves to this? For the bit, Jacob. For the bit.
2: I'm just saying, you all know I love it. (laughs) I love watching bad movies because they are bad, and that is a form of humor for me. It's very cathartic.
1: (sighs) I guess technically we know there's at least one more movie, and that's Attack on Titan Part 2, but we've agreed never to speak of that again.
2: I'm down. You know I'm down. I sat awake for that entire movie, and I still don't know what happened.
1: I'll fall asleep asleep
2: during
0: it twice. twice. I will fall asleep again on that one. (laughs) Happily. Good night, everybody. Yep. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. <coughs> oh God! <laughs> they're airbending. They're airbending the breath out of her.
2: That's uh, what she gets for speaking out against this movie.
0: <laughs> M. Night on himself.